Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, May 25th, 2022. I'm one of your host, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is Gameonesist, a.k.a. Janet Garcia. Yo, what's good? How much, Janet? How's it going with you? It's going. You know, the I was saying these KFGD mornings, it's always interesting because I'm either getting like a lot done or getting almost nothing done. Because it's like that classic, oh, well, I have to do something soon, so I can't do anything else. So like all I did was I went for a very short run. I got some coffee. I showered, my hair did not get even close to drying, and then I jumped mm. on here. Mm. What about you? How you doing? My, my, my morning, I feel like it's been similarly slow. I have the thing where, you know, on big news days, oftentimes preparing KFD can be easier because I'm like, I wake up, mm-hmm. look at Twitter, I see that, oh man, Xbox is about Activision. I know what the news is. I know what I'm going to talk about. I know what the show's going to look like. Whereas like days like this where there's not like a big breaking news story, right? There's not like yeah. the, and I don't want to like scare people away from listening to the show. Cause let me tell you, we got some, we got some good news stories. We got it's always a good show. About. It's always a good show with me and the Jane. show is the content we make along the way, you know? Exactly. But it's also, it's also one of those ones where this whole morning I was just like sitting on Twitter, sitting on the different sites mm-hmm. being like, all right, like, what are we going to talk about? And like things would come in and, you know, like I found stories, we got good stories to talk about, but it was stuff that I had to search for. It took a little bit more effort. You know, it was one of yeah. those ones. I didn't have time to eat. No, I, I relate to that. I think, too, it's interesting because, you know, um, even if it's like a slower news day, there's always like, the stories you end up just not going with because like, at least that's my methodology where I'll pull in like a bunch of different things. I'll have like a separate window with like tabs of like potential stuff and I'll kind of pick what I think is the most interesting of those components. So like, you know, stuff like the yeah. the Pac-Man Fortnite rumor. I'm like, I'm going to leave that because it's probably going to be official. And then if they feel like covering it the next day, they will kind of thing. So um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's like fun insight for like potentially the audience just because I, it's not like we just pick <laughs> the, like whatever the first five things yeah. or six things we see and then there's we go no with it, reason, you, know? you know? Yeah. Like there's, like the you know, you have to, what we feel is right. Exactly. Um, so yeah. How's the cold? Uh, you know, did you I've drink been... the hot toddy? So you recommended to me a couple of days ago that I drink a hot toddy to help mm-hmm. with my sore throat. I will say did not help <laughs> it didn't help damn in the thank moment. you for drinking it though thank you for drinking it what i, I think is wh- where i where i think we, things went wrong is that i didn't have lemon juice i feel like if i added lemon juice to it mm-hmm. it probably would have helped out a lot but it was just the the bourbon and the tea um which like didn't do the job what did do the job was a lot of theraflu i was drinking a lot of theraflu okay. over the weekend which helped a lot um and it's been one of those it's been one of those colds where every single day for the last about four or five days i've been like all right this is the last day Tomorrow ah. I'm gonna be at 100. percent There's no way that this cold can last any more, any longer than it needs to. And then I get to the next day and I'm like, how am I? How's my my throat still sore? How am I still coughing? Like even today, like I've <clears throat> I've been at like I want to say at, at Sunday I was at like 95, percent right? And like mm-hmm. Monday I was maybe at like 96. Tuesday 90. Today I'm at a strong 97.5 percent where I feel great, I feel good. It's just the thing of 
what there's 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 maybe like one piece of phlegm left in my throat that refuses to leave and it's been been making been making it difficult to both talk and also has been causing coughing fits and so i start coughing like crazy on this episode of kind of funny games daily i'm not dying I'm just trying. I'm just going through something. All right. Like Kendrick Lamar in that album. I'm going through something. It's been seven days. It's funny. Uh, like, real quick. I know we got a, a show to get to, but Lakers head in the t- in the chat says uh, drink seven up for us. Latinos are cures all. I find that so funny. You said that because that was the first thing I said to Blast. I mean, I said Sprite, but Sprite and seven up are pretty said interchangeable. Too. I said warm Sprite. Yeah. And I told um, Isaiah that same thing, like a few, you know, minutes after I told you and he made this had the same reaction, but like, you know, it was different because I could see his face. Obviously, I'm just texting you. Um, but yeah, like, I guess that's not an across the board remedy for people. I guess that is I've a heard about, thing. I've heard about Sprite, but like, usually it's cold Sprite. And usually it's for like, it it's upset cold, stomach, but... right? Yeah, it's more for upset stomach. So that's okay. the thing. Um, vapor rub. Yeah, the vapor rub also has done some things. My mom would go, like when I was a kid, because we were raised Catholic, if I was really sick, my mom would literally throw holy water on me. Um, to try to like cure the illness. Um, oh I don't God. know how effective that was, but it did feel like it did kind of feel like I was knocking on death's door as a small child. And that, the lights are off, you know, it's a, it a whole process. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm glad you're getting better. Um, and hopefully you'll be 100% there. soon. It's, it's been like a rough, like, I want to say like half a year to a full year of me getting sick. And I want to, and like, it's been the thing where I test every single time for COVID and all the COVID tests end up negative. And I that's think good, it's the thing least. of like, yeah, that's good at least. But then mm-hmm. it's like, if what COVID else is negative, getting you? What else yeah. is what else is fucking yeah. me up? Like, Everything else is coming through. It's the only thing that your body knows how to defend against. Yeah. Anything right. else, it's like I haven't studied this in years. Janet, you ever did you ever get the Latin? Uh, I don't know what it was. The Latin medicine is I'm gonna call it. Like you'd get in the teaspoon, it would come out of the little like eyedroppy thing, and it tasted Ooh. bitter. And you're like, this is yeah. really bitter. Like this is. Oh. All right, never mind then. I, I didn't have to do that, but whenever we got really I, sick, they pulled out. Was the it really good? It was, did it no, help? I mean, I I got better, and I used to get real sick. So okay, maybe I'll I try guess. the next time. I did do the thing late last week where I put cold salt. remedies in review. That's what we need to do next. <laughs> exactly. Kind of funny. I, I put salt in some warm water and gargled it because I was sick of how my throat felt, and I mm-hmm. like I read that online. It helped a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Helped a little. Yeah, bit. I think it's good. That does help. A lot yeah. of things help. I was doing a lot. I was like, I was deep in the in the internet well trying to figure out like just home solutions <laughs> to mm-hmm. different sicknesses. But enough about my personal health. Nobody cares about that. Let's talk about today's stories, which include PS Plus not catching a break, Greg's dream game getting canceled, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you a new episode of the kind of funny games cast is up right now uh, we discuss multiverses uh, some more steam deck stuff and evil dead the game you can catch that on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe. And then thank you to our Patreon producers, Anonymous and Fargo Brady. Today we're brought to you by MeUndies, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. 
It's time for some news. We have two stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one, Janet, I'm glad to have you here as my fellow PS Love You XOXO co-host because the PS Plus storm continues. Uh, this comes from Jordan Midler at Video Games Chronicle. A Sony support email reportedly has confirmed that players have to pay back PS Plus discounts to upgrade. The article reads like this. An email which has been posted online seems to confirm earlier reports that players subscribed to PlayStation Plus at a discount may have to pay the discount back to Sony in order to upgrade to PS Plus Extra or Premium. The revamped PlayStation Plus service launched much launched in much of Asia this week and is due to roll out in Japan, the Americas, Europe, and Australia in June. It's since been claimed by some Asian players that anyone who purchased PS Plus subscriptions at a discounted price, including those who chose to stack subscriptions before the option was disabled earlier this month, is being charged extra to upgrade to a different PS Plus tier, wiping out any previous savings they made buying reduced-cost memberships. This appears to be confirmed in an email from PlayStation's Hong Kong support, which was published on Reset Era and translated by VGC. It reads, quote, Thank you for contacting PlayStation support and checking the price of your PlayStation Plus membership subscription. Since you purchased PS Plus at a discounted price at the time of membership, there are two PlayStation Plus memberships that cannot enjoy other discounts. One, PlayStation Plus membership bought with a discount, and then two, PlayStation Plus membership redeemed with a redemption code. Therefore, if you need to upgrade to level two or three premium membership, you will need to make up the difference between the, the previous discounted price and the normal price. If you do not upgrade, your current PlayStation Plus membership will not be affected. Please be assured that game offers free monthly game subscriptions and access to 100 games or 100 G, 100 GB of online storage will remain unchanged. End quote. Janet Garcia, this feels like another chapter <laughs> in the storybook that is the issues <laughs> regarding the rollout of PlayStation Plus, the new version. Yeah, I mean, I think, too, it's another um, page in the chapter. We just throw, throw every metaphor we can think of, right, at this of thing of PlayStation seeming really petty. And, you know, it's funny because, like, one of the, um, I guess, like, pillars, you know, when I think of, like, the identity of, of PlayStation and, you know, Xbox and these other things, and we can always, like, skew it positively or negatively depending on, like, what we're feeling that at the time, but is, like, the bouginess of PlayStation. I talk about that all the time. They're very, like you know, the best, you know, award-winning experiences. Like, that's what we do. Like, we got to preserve the, the way we make these, like, killer um, titles, these great exclusives. Like, you're only playing on PlayStation. You know, they're kind of starting to open some of that up with like, the PC stuff, but very much their identity is that how they present themselves, how they talk about their games, it all is very, like, orchestras and orchestrated, right? And, it, and just like any other um, rich person, PlayStation's cheap as hell. Like, this is such a rich person move to, like, do something this petty and cheap. Um, yeah, like, I just feel like it is just... I, I find it kind of inappropriate, honestly. I feel like it is just taking it... It's one thing to, like... And I think all of it's petty, but it's one thing to, you know, notice this loophole and be like, hey, we're not gonna allow that anymore. Like, that's not what we allow. It's like, okay, well, that is still petty, but it's like, you're not doing anything that I feel like is super shady in a sense necessarily yeah like i don't i think it's still wrong but i'm like okay well hey we were taking advantage of this anyway so it's kind of like all right all right whatever but then to go back and say like not only are we doing that and stopping more people from getting it we're also like ruining any discounts people did have and like i feel like that really sucks for those people too because usually when you do that you're kind of doing a mass purchase to do that savings um 
obviously too like i feel like people most people doing this feel the need to take advantage of those savings and it's not to say that that automatically means that they're like super broke or anything but like you know these are people that are trying to get these things at a deal and stay in the ecosystem long and kind of stretch their dollar and yeah like i just think it's it's really crummy and it's not a good look and it just feeds into this narrative of like playstation is about themselves and like you know if we're thinking of this in terms of the the competition between you know playstation and xbox because inherently there always is one even if i don't want to go like console war level and like i don't feel any i ain't getting no money off this you know i'm just here to observe and talk about it um so i don't have like a stake in it either way but i feel like it so fits into the narrative negatively for playstation of playstation's about themselves playstation is there for their brand while xbox is about the players again i'm not saying that those those narratives are true but there is supporting evidence and both of them inadvertently or purposefully do things to help boost up that identity and what sucks for playstation is that's a very negative identity to have yeah, yeah. Like when we were previously talking about PS Plus and like some of, the, some of the stuff around this, I think the previous story was that like PlayStation wasn't allowing you to straight up just easily convert your, or uh, they weren't allowing you to stack PS Plus in order to like get make up make up that money in, in in the future, right? Which like I think as we were talking about it at the time, we were like, oh man, this is a loophole. It's like you know, it's a nice loophole, and it's one that'd be nice if they didn't do anything about. It. But like them stepping in and being like, no, you can't do this. We're putting a stop to this. I descri- I described as mean right in the sense that like you don't have to do that right like that's a thing that you could you you could let slide and that's a thing that we've seen other people let slide right like we talk all, we talk all the time about xbox game pass and how the the one dollar allowed you to, to to convert your time and like you could stack on that and get so uh, uh so much time out of xbox game pass ultimate because they want you to be in the ecosystem because they're trying to get you in as much as they can right whereas like on here on over on the playstation side right it's as you say right like they are they're killing it right like they have they have the install base they have the lead in it right and like i'm not gonna i don't i don't think much of the audience is going to unsubscribe from playstation plus because of the new revamp right the new revamp for all intents and purposes seems like it's going to be a step forward in so many ways and they're not necessarily going to lose lose people in that regard what this does feel like to me in this new step they're taking right in terms of hey if you got ps plus at, at a discount then if you're if you're gonna upgrade to an, a a new tier, then you got to make up that discount. That to me does feel like an overstep, right? Like that for me goes beyond just being mean. It goes into beyond. No man, we're trying we're trying to get as much money out of this as possible, and it feels like <laughs> yeah, you that are. Was great, that was great. Yeah, thank you. If, if you uh, wait, what what I miss? I just said beyond. That's all. Oh, be- oh I missed that. I said no, beyond, that beyond, yeah, beyond. Uh, but it feels like them being. It, it feels like them almost like on um, slicing off a limb to like you know fucking like save the whole body when it's like yo you don't need to slice off that limb you can like just keep going you can let this shit go right like this feels like it's gonna piss off more people than make the necessarily necessary amount of money uh to make this worthwhile for you but it it also does feel like a more greedy move in that sense and i think it especially and also like a coaster just dropped from it was that classic when the condensation gets stuck to the coaster and the coaster just drops like that just happened to me so if i made a face that's why it's also that that another beef i have with it is there is so little to i feel like almost none and i'm sure like people write in with the you're wrongs if you have like great deals you've spotted on playstation plus related stuff like the subscription service not like games themselves i feel like i can never find ways to save in that regard on playstation while on xbox i'm like okay i can just like hang out and i know every holiday season there's going to be some insane you know code or offer and they never like really lock you out of most of those like there's i think the only one you get kind of locked out of is 
the one dollar to a degree or like certain elements like if, if you're not like a new user but for the most part they have a lot less stipulations on oh you only for new users well like i've seen cool discounts on like oh playstation plus like half off i'm like great they're like oh but only if you're like a new user like you can't stack this to existing memberships and i'm like okay well like in on one hand this is an offer meant to like bring you know in new users but i i feel like that's also a little bit petty so in general there's just i don't see it's not like you're giving me legit savings in other places either um like diying the savings is like one of the only like ones i've seen um someone in the chat mentioned i stack psn codes at black friday usually 20 percent off so again maybe there's some a couple stacks here and there but like i just don't think it's as widespread as it is on Game Pass, which is another, or on Xbox, which is like another kind of ding for it. Um, but yeah, that don't know. Yeah, and I and you know I think a lot of these we've been talking about this for a while, right? Like I think a lot of these are just the growing pains of trying to uh, transition into a new service. You know, like for for PlayStation especially, right? I feel like whenever you're trying to go into a new thing you are going to feel the pains of it, right? Like, well, when you transition to PlayStation now, you're going to feel the pains of it. When you transition into, like, well, even though going from PS4 to PS5, you see them start from ground zero in terms of, all right, get rid of folders, get rid of themes. We're going to start this clean, and we'll, we're, going to, we're going to build our way back up. I kind of view this as a, as a similar thing, and I wouldn't be... I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these kinks get worked out in the future, in the long run, and this is just them fumbling the ball in the, at, at the moment because it is such a laborious thing but yeah this feels this one this one's in particular feels like an unforced error that uh didn't need to be but i do want to continue talking about ps plus uh because story number two is that we could be getting dino crisis in ps plus premium this is once again jordan midler at video games chronicle art from ps1 classic dino crisis has appeared on the hong kong psn store suggesting that the game may be included in playstation plus premiums library of classic games in the future as spotted by Twitter user Dark Klong, uh, an, Im an image on the Hong Kong version of the PS Plus menu shows Regina from Dino Crisis on the Classics Catalog tab. Dino Crisis isn't included in the current lineup of classic games, however, but has claimed that the offering will be expanding in the future. Dino Crisis was released on PS1 on October 29th, 1999, while Dino Crisis 2 came, up, came to the console a year later on November 24th, 2000. Neither game is currently part of the PS Plus uh, Classic Games offering. The revamped PlayStation Plus has now launched in much of Asia and is coming to Japan, the Americas, and Europe in June. A number of PS1 games have already been confirmed for the service, including Tekken 2, Ape Escape, Jumping Flash, Mr. Driller, and Oddworld Abe's Odyssey. Janet Garcia, where are you at with PlayStation Plus Premium? Like, I feel like we've been getting updates day by day, week by week. Are you, are you more excited about it as we approach it? Um, I think so. Also, real quick, I want to shout out uh, two things. One, people in the chat saying you can stack like the savings ones, um, and I'm sure that is true because why would you make that up? Um, I've just definitely seen ones that have said only for new users, so there's probably both. Um, and then uh, Unique Technique said in the chat, last story was a De Niro crisis, which is just objectively hilarious. <laughs> that's oh, that's really good. Right? Oh, that's really good. Um, but yeah, I think um, putting the money drama aside from, from it all, um, I do think it's been a... I guess slightly more exciting lead up. I think just, and I'm also kind of wondering though, again, I'm, with every with every W, I just get a, a new frustration. Like why was this not in the marketing of PlayStation Plus? And then also why was the blog written in such a confusing way as well? I don't understand, but like hearing stuff about like, you know, additional games that are now cropping up or even just like, you know, um, God, what's today, Wednesday. So on Monday, um, you know, I talked to Krista about like the updates they have with like 
some of the, you know, the trophy elements, which we talked about on Friday, too. Like, we keep seeing kind of new information about, like, oh, there's trophies or there's, like, you know, a CRT filter or there's this game that we hadn't heard of. And I, I do find it a little frustrating that we get all these through, like, leaks and stuff hitting other areas earlier. But um, I think it is exciting, though, that there is going to be additional games, even if, admittedly, again, looking at the lineup, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of great games on here. What am I going to be spending my time with? Like, I'm going to be interested to see. And I will try to, like, really dig into the service because, I, you know, I want to for, like, you know, the benefit of the show and everything. But I'm like, man, I don't know where I'm even going to pick my spot here because I think there is there is uh, quite a lot across both, like, the modern and old school games that they're kind of uh, putting out there. What about you? I, I'm still at the place where I think PlayStation Plus Extra is where I'm, I'm most excited for, right? Like, I think the yeah. PS4 and PS5 game selection that they've already talked about already looks cool let alone the partnership with ubisoft plus let alone like it seems like that is where that that is the tier that's going to get the most love in terms of updates and games coming coming to it month to month and all that stuff the i am very much in a wait and see place for playstation plus premium where i've decided that i'm not going to be excited for it anymore right like I've, i'm gonna let it i'm gonna let it come through i'm gonna check it out at launch and hopefully it hits right hopefully all the stuff that we're talking about are going to be the things that make it exciting i want the trophy support i think that sounds really cool i like i want you know more updates for the games right if you can make the games even run remotely any better i think that's gonna be cool and i don't think they've talked about that stuff but i want that stuff to be there i think that would be a big step but as of now i've as we've been getting closer and closer i've been getting i've been finding things to get less and less excited about in, in terms of playstation plus uh premium and the classic stuff right like and there's the the other perks are there too right like the, the game trials and all that stuff i think do add a do add a boost to it as well but regarding classic games like i've been talking a lot about the steam deck recently and i've been playing a lot on my steam deck and if you've listened to the last couple of episodes of gamescast you've probably heard me talk about playing classic games on the steam deck you know i've been playing a lot of burnout 3 i've been playing simpsons road rage right i've been playing a, i've been playing a lot of games that uh, games that i own also if i, if I take into my closet you'll find the, the discs for these games don't worry uh, i'm not a pirate out here but uh these have been playing on my steam deck has been such a great way <laughs> to access those games to where now the game police are outside your house right now, bless. Like they're know, gonna, they're gonna they're like pick you up after the potion. Like, that's some shit a pirate would say for sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jim Ryan is for sure like trying to kick in my door right now. Um, but like I find it, I I I find less of a reason to be excited to play these games on PS5 when I own a Steam Deck, right? And where there when and when there are like other options to play these things, right? And like my thing is, I want play. My big complaint, honestly, is that I want PlayStation by extension. Even Nintendo, because we talked all about Nintendo Switch Online and the expansion pass late last year. I want them to provide worthwhile ways for me to like not want to go through those other options to play these games. I want to play these games officially, and I want them. So you're, to provide you're the like best you're options. blaming them for your crimes. Yes, is basically, one hundred percent. You're saying because you're you know saying they is? drove you to a life of crime. Is that what you're saying? One thousand percent. Yes, they did. Because do you know what Xbox did? Xbox decided, hey, we're gonna take backwards compatibility into our own hands, and we're gonna provide FPS boosts. We're gonna provide resolution upgrades. We're gonna provide the best ways to play play old games on our platforms. And you on our platform you know what it worked i played prey on my xbox uh, series x and had a fantastic time i boot up skate 3 on my xbox series x and have a fantastic time i can't do that same shit on playstation and, and my switch right it is such a bummer going into my switch and trying to play uh uh either like okay. mario kart or or like trying to play any s64 game on my switch it is such a bummer playing it in those ways right like there, the the, the in, <laughs> i'm about to go on a tangent i'm trying to i'm trying to reel myself back but like the latest stories about the PlayStation stuff, right? Is that like 
you know, they're offering the PAL versions of the games, right? Which are going to yeah. run at a slightly worse frame rate, right? Not the best versions of the games. And it's like... They love those PAL versions, man. They love <laughs> the PAL versions. And it's like, why? Why would you do that? Why is PS3 still pad. streaming? Why do I have to jump through all these hoops to play these games when I can bust out my Steam Deck <laughs> and play these games very easily on there and in a, in a very better way on, the, on that platform? It doesn't make sense. I want them to provide the best, way, the best ways for me to play these games. Well, they're not going to, so. And I do think, I will say, I feel like non-legitimate ways are always going to be better than legitimate ways in the sense that, like, you don't have to, like, do, it's a different kind of work, you know, um, than what goes into, like, a port, you know, like the Mario collection that went on Switch and stuff. Like, it's just, it's different. Um, so, yeah, like, and they can be more, you can find any version of any game if you, like, look hard enough, you know what I mean? Like, different, like, supports whether it's like sure. saves or different like, elements course, so like, it's just kind of like a different you can, thing you can find the like the uh 4k versions of mario 64 and all that jazz right like if you look online but like i don't even need that like i just need what do you want from mario 64 like what's I what's mean, your I beef would, what you know i would love a 4k mario 64 janet like i'll go crazy about that but like that's not even what i'm asking for what i'm asking for is some effort Right, Xbox, I feel like puts in some effort. Do you feel and that's like enough the, effort what for about me like to the like rewind? They're gonna add to at least some of the games. Like, is that not sufficient for you? Rewind. No, that's not sufficient for me. Like, you know, it's not enough. That's not enough no. effort. No, I don't need rewind. I just need like good resolution. Oh, gamer I need, over here, calm down. I, I I need games to run smooth. I need games to look good. You know, like I don't even need save states. You know, save that for the emulators. Just give me games that look and run good. That's all I need out of these things. It's like I don't even need to be and able to beat the game. To just let me. You. Just let me look at it. Anyway, Janet. Yes. Enough about all this because I can I can rant and be upset about this for a while. I want to hop in to some more sad news. Uh, story number three: that Marvel MMO has been canceled. Uh, this comes from Ryan Dinsdale of the Dinsdale Demodome over there at IGN. This is a game that Greg Miller was very excited for, and this is more sad news for Greg, even though I was looking forward to this as well. The story reads like this. A Marvel MMO from the co-publisher of DC Universe Online has been canceled just six months after it was revealed. Announced in a blog post by parent company Enad Global 7, aka EG7, as reported, as reported by GamesRadar, the game was canceled after a reevaluation of the development risk profile, size of investment, and the long-term product portfolio strategy for the group. Put simply, the MMO would be too expensive and unable to guarantee a certain amount of money in return, and EG7 no longer sees a Marvel MMO as a potentially successful piece of its business. The Marvel MMO was only announced last uh, November and was being led by City of Heroes designer Jack Emmert at Daybreak Studios. No details about the game were, were ever announced, but according to pre previous reports, uh, this is now the second Marvel MMO canceled at Daybreak. The resources, mainly an investment of 500 million Swedish krona, that's around $50 million, over three years will now be put into, quote, multiple smaller size projects, uh, including continued support for its other games like The Lord of the Rings Online and DC Universe Online, alongside new game opportunities based on its own IPs. There's no indication of what these new or ongoing projects may be, or if Marvel will be involved at all. Despite EG7's DC Comics MMO being released more than a decade ago in 2011, and Lord of the Rings even earlier in 2007, both of those games still receive regular updates. Janet Garcia, EG7 no longer sees a Marvel MMO as a potentially successful piece of its business. Do you buy it? Yeah, I mean, I buy it because they bought it and then said, never mind. <laughs> like, you know, they had the money ready to go, like the resources lined up and it just didn't go through. I mean, I think too, 
it's important to keep in mind that like this happens all the time. We just normally don't know about it. You know what I mean? Like um, stuff gets canceled, doesn't see the light of day or doesn't like get off of like the ground floor all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think making a good Marvel MMO would definitely, I mean, making, a, making any good game has its challenges. Like it is, it's hard to like put something out there and have it be commercially successful and critically acclaimed. Um, it's hard to put something out there, period. So yeah, I mean, it's not super shocking that this could happen. Um, and admittedly, I definitely was not the target audience for this. You know, um, I like Marvel, like the, you know, the general like IP, like the shows and the movies. Um, but I, you know, haven't been very into a lot of like the things in terms of the gaming side of things. And then I don't play MMOs. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like this is going to change the, the life I had planned. But obviously it's sad for people that were looking forward to it. Um, I'm sure for many people, this was a very exciting prospect. If you were into both of those elements, it was like a, a chocolate peanut butter moment for you. But um, yeah, what about you? Are you, you know, crestfallen? From this I mean, I'm not crushed. I'm a bit sad about it because this is a game that I definitely would have tried out. You know, DC Universe Online, when that came out about a decade ago, you know, that's a game that I booted up and tried out for a little bit because I remember so vividly the OG trailers for DC Universe Online. And those trailers were, were dope as fuck. They're like the CG uh, trailers. I, I, I think they were um, they were made by like a very like popular CG studio that did a lot of trailers at, at, at the time. Kind of funny.com says you're wrong. If you want to give me the name. Um, but like, that was enough for me to go, oh, shit, DC, superheroes, and MMO? Oh, yeah, let me jump into that, right? And, like, to this day, you know people that are still into DC Universe Online, namely Greg Miller, who, like, I know doesn't play it religiously anymore, but I know will still find time to dip into it every now and then when he feels like it. Um, this seems like, for me, it was, I, I thought it was such a good idea, right? DC Universe Online Studio, led by um, uh, the City of Heroes dude, right? Like, Marvel, and IP that is thriving nowadays, it feels like a match made in heaven in each in in every way, and it feels like it. It seems like something that would fill in the gaps that even something like Marvel's Avengers wasn't able to do, right? Because that game just didn't live up to the quality that it, that, that that it should have. Um, I would have expected that this could have came out and it could have been big. And I'm surprised a little bit from a business sense that EG7 is like. Uh, actually, no, this isn't going to do it for us. We're just going to continue to work on the stuff we have, right? DC Universe Online, Lord of the Rings, and then our own original IP. You know, to give up marvel which is one of the biggest ips like right now in pop culture that seems a bit wild to me but also i wonder how much of it is less to do with marvel and more to do with hey us launching another mmo is just a big task right like mmos take a lot of effort a lot of time to launch it takes a lot of ongoing like commitment right and we already have ongoing commitments to these other things right and also again new ip and other things that we're trying to do i wonder i wonder if they're just stretched uh, uh too thin that in that regard and then there's also the 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 other half of it of i think marvel's avengers has proven that just because you put marvel on the box doesn't mean that it's going to be an automatic success you know if before marvel's avengers if you showed me a if you showed me that, that this studio is making a marvel mmo i'd go oh that's too big to fail i think to some extent i said the same thing about marvel's avengers right this is too big to fail how do you make a marvel's avengers game fail and then we found out how it could happen i I, I think uh, to some extent, you know, if they view their MMO, right, their Marvel MMO and go, hey, we would like to make this, but we just don't have the stuff for it. And we know if we try to make it, it's just not going to it's just not going to take off because we don't have the resources for it. I could see why they'd go. Actually, let's lean off of it and just say no. Let's just not do it. Um, I think it is slightly slightly a bummer, but 
uh, I guess good on them for realizing that like, yo, it, it's just not within their capacity at the moment. Yeah. Janet, before we move on to the next news story, I want to let people out there know about patreon.com slash kind of funny games so they can go and get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. I love Me Undies from head to toe, all over my body. If you don't believe me, of course, right now I'm wearing the Me Undies shirt. You can tell by the little tag going on right there, right? I got the Me Undies lounge shorts going on. Of course, I got the Undies, and then boom, Me Undies socks, baby. That's how we do out here at Kind of Funny. I love being soft head to toe in the micro modal fabric. You already know all about that, but if you don't. Let's face it, summer's sweaty, but your butt doesn't have to be. With MeUndies light and breathable micromodal fabric, you can stay comfy and cool all summer long. They have super fun seasonal prints and tons of styles to choose from. But if you just like classic black, that's totally cool too. They got a bunch of just bold colors for you to go for. They have super fun seasonal prints, tons of styles and sizes extra small to 4XL. So you can bring the beach to your butt without ever leaving your living room. MeUndies has a great offer for all of you first time purchasers. You can get 15% off. If you sign up for their free to join membership, you can apply that 15% off to their already discounted membership prices. To get 15% off your first order and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kind of funny. That's MeUndies.com slash kind of funny. Tell them Tim Getty sent you. Story number four. Uh, Forspoken has been rated in Europe. This comes from Jordan Midler at Video Games Chronicle. Forspoken, the upcoming game from Square Enix, has been rated in Europe by Peggy and has received an 18 rating. According to the rating board, this is due to the use of strong language, fuck, as well as milder terms, uh, as well as violence, both realistic and in the fantasy setting. The use of alcohol and the inclusion of in-game purchases are also cited as uh, reasons for the rating. Quote, the player's character can order alcoholic drinks at a bar. The yeah. drinks affects the Hell yeah. Uh, fuck yeah. The drinks affect the player's statistics, but do so in a random manner with negative outcomes possible, uh, claims the Peggy website. According to Peggy, quote, the game also includes scenes of realistic violence, including a woman being set upon by a group of thugs who punch and kick her and hold a gun to her head. There's also violence against fantasy characters who are knocked backwards by attacks and bleed yellow blood, end quote. They also go on to talk about things that I consider a little bit more spoilery, and so if you want to check out that stuff, uh, you can go ahead and check out the Peggy website for all the good bits. Nobody uh, makes me bleed my own yellow blood. Yeah, Yellow Blood is fucking well, gross. Uh, announced in June 2020, Forspoken is the debut game from Square Enix's Luminous Production Studio. It'll reportedly be a PlayStation console exclusive for two years. Janet, are you ready for a rated M Forspoken video game? Um, yeah, I guess I, you know, it's funny. I never, and usually with these like rating things, it's really just like, oh, the game's coming soon. Like it's like part of how we know it's on its way, right? Besides the release date and them telling us it is. Um, but yeah, I guess I didn't really give a lot of thought to like what this would be rated. And I'm a little bit surprised that it's M for Mature in that, uh, or, you know, Peggy 18, right? Same difference. Um, in that, like, I don't know. I didn't really get necessarily that vibe from it. Again, a lot of the vibe I got from Forspoken was um, not not like a one-to-one because the gameplay is different, but I did think a little bit about like recore in terms of just like the movement and the traversal and also maybe like how empty the world sort of looks, which is also why it's like if they nail this, I think it's going to be awesome. And if they don't, it's going to be like kind of a bummer because um, I feel like they have a lot of good ideas. Um, and that's the part of me that is excited for the game. What are, what um, are the good, or, good ideas you're looking forward to out of it? Because for me, like the thing I see from the trailers usually are like, I really like the how powers. the effects look on the magic and the powers. Yeah, like I think that stuff looks cool. But then I look at game structure and I'm like, 
what is this game? Like, what are we? Is uh, am I doing open world Witcher three style like RPG talking to people? Is it? Oh no, there's one central town, and I am Monster Hunter style going out into the fucked up world and fighting things. Like, I I still have like they've shown us so much, and I still have so many questions about Forspoken. Yeah, I don't think we have a good sense of like what is the like moment to moment element of it. I think the thing that I like is the powers and the general traversal. It does seem like you're going to be kind of using a larger world as like a general sort of uh, parkour-esque traversal landscape. Um, so I don't, with that being said, like I don't get a, a strong sense on like what the more less action focused like gameplay elements are going to look like. Um, but again, I guess it's not totally shocking that it would be like M for Mature because I do think of like Stuff like, uh, even though I think this game comes off much more darker, but like Control is an M for Mature game. Um, and again, with like the powers and like the violence layer there, I think to like the swearing and the alcohol like is not shocking. Mm. Um, I do think it's interesting though too, the alcohol sort of having like a random status effect. I do enjoy how people approach like alcohol in games. And I think it'll be interesting to see if it's more than just like a negative. Cause usually when it is integrated, it's like, oh, it hurts you or like whatever. And I'm like, well, it kind of takes some of the fun out of the act of virtually drinking. Um, What's your favorite no. alcohol implementation in a game? Oh, okay. So like I was not, um, oh, I thought Red Dead Redemption 2 was like a little too hardcore in its sim elements. Like the fact that I could, you know, I'd fall on my face and everyone would shoot me and then like the closing the drawers, like I kind of got bored of that game after a little while. So I'd never finished it, but I did get to the part where the drinking scene, I think that is the best depiction of what it is like to be drunk I've ever seen in a video game. Like, you know, let me know in the chat your favorite um, examples of those like moments. But I think it was just so well done. It was like entertaining. It was amusing. It felt very accurate. Like that is probably like like the Rockstar pinnacle. Is, is probably the best at that. Because for me, I remember my first I time. I some Lenny's in the chats. Lenny. <laughs> oh, yeah, chat is like. That thing was so good. I might need to go back and finish that game because I do I do like elements of it, but it's I, did, I, I like that I like that scene a lot in, in Red Redemption Two, and I remember my first time doing that in a game, like getting drunk was I was at my friend Addison because comes up a lot because I played games with Addison all the time growing up, but he had Red Dead Redemption One, and I was over at his place and he was like, "Bro, check out this game, man! It's a cow it's a cowboy game. Grand Theft Auto guys made it." And we started playing it. He's like, "Bro, watch this!" And he goes into the bar and gets drunk. And like I was just like, oh, this is so cool! <laughs> like I can't, I man, I have this is the this is next level. Like this is what the PS3 is all about. Like that shit blew my mind for for whatever reason. Uh, so that's definitely up there for me. And also like shout out to the I forget actually if you can get drunk in the PS2 GTA games. I believe you can in like GTA 4 and 5, but I don't think I did in like GTA Vice City or GTA San Andreas. Um, but like shout out shout out to those as well. I think you can. The milk bar in Zelda is like, fun. It's... You're not drunk, but. Isn't it's it a cute. What was that, Kevin? Isn't it a pill in Vice City? You know, it might be. Yeah, there's there's drugs you can take that just yeah. like there's like little pills floating around, and everything, um, and everything like, gets all wavy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, on that note, though, speaking of the the bar scene in Red Dead Redemption Two, shout out to the getting high scene in GTA Five because that's another one where it's like Rockstar decided out of nowhere they're like, "Yo, what if, what if we just got real trippy real quick, right? What if we just put our, our put Michael on drugs?" And then they had like a whole mission that was just that. Uh, um, I, I am like interested though too with like the um, sort of dichotomy between like the modern day setting and like the fantasy setting. Like we kind of know from promotional stuff that like Forspoken is like a, a modern character tossed into like a fantasy setting essentially. But I'm curious to know like, are we gonna have like a direct 
a more direct relationship with the modern setting. Cause like thinking of stuff like, you know, well, I mean, you can drink alcohol anywhere. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you gotta be in, in a modern setting, but um, yeah, I'll be interested to see too. Like hopefully the, um, the writing's good because I think whenever we think of swearing in games, a lot of those times it is not very good. It's like very stilted and stiff. Um, and good examples are kind of escaping me, but I have seen a couple games that I think really nail um, what conversation is like when it does have profanity. Uh, and I'm hoping that this is one of those as well um, and that it feels, you know, genuine and, and interesting. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, tempered expectations for, for Spoken by a lot, but I am still interested to see what they do. And I'm always excited for new IP like hitting the scene. So, like, you know, hopefully they pull it off. I love the idea that, like, Gary Witta is just, like, in the writer's room just coming up with a list of swear words. He was like, yo, Ludo was just a testing ground. Ludo was just to like get, get the ideas going before spoken is going to be where the real words come out. Um, I, I, I like that idea. But then also, yeah, like I'm with you in terms of, you know, I, I'm looking forward to Forspoken mainly because I want to know more about what it is and how it plays and like what that story is going to be. Because I think the most, the most interesting aspects of it for me so far are, I like how the movement looks. I like how the magic yep. and the the casting stuff looks, right? Like the combat seems like it's going to be very area of effect focused, which I think could be really cool and could be fun if they pull that off. And then also the 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 story premise seems really cool. You know, taking this girl from the the modern age and putting her into this fantasy world and her trying to figure out like, okay, what the fuck do I do? You know, I think I I think for me that sounds really cool. That sounds interesting. That's something that I, I'm I'm down to play. I just got to see more gameplay of it. I got to see I got to see what the mission structure is. I got to see like who am I taking quests from? Who are the characters in the fantasy things? Like I have so many questions around that, which I'm sure we'll see soon because we're about to approach Summer Games Fest season and uh yeah. Keely's showcase is what like a couple weeks away for, with Summer Game Fest live and so I think we'll see pretty soon. But for now, let's hop into story number 5. Blooper team turned down making a Saw game. This is Joe Scrubbles at IGN. Horror game developer Bloober Team was offered the chance to make a Saw video game, but opted to create its take on Blair Witch instead. Speaking to IGN at Polish games conference Digital Dragons, Blooper CEO Peter Babieno talked about working with licensors and explained how the Blair Witch project came to be and what didn't happen as a result. Quote, I was working with our good partner, United Talent, Talent Agency, Babieno explained. He continued, quote, we're, we were meeting many people in the industry from Hollywood. UTA is very recognizable, and they have good relations with all major movie studios. We talked with multiple studios, and some of them came to us and said, okay, guys, you're focusing on horror, and we would like to work with you. But the licensors were very straight. We would like to do this story. We would like to have a game in 2021 to coincide with our movie launch, and so on. We decided, okay, this is not what we, want, what we would like to do, end quote. Bloober is widely rumored to be working on a Silent Hill game for Konami, with some reports centering on a remake of Silent Hill 2. Bobiano previously told IGN that the studio insists on working on games it can make on its own. Quote, Lionsgate came to us and said, guys, we love Bloober's breakout game Layers of Fear. We saw what you're doing with Observer, so we would like to work with you. We know, we know, that, <laughs> we know that you would like to work on your own games, so please, uh, this is our list of horror IPs, choose one. We would have, uh, we could have, and this is back to Bobbiano talking. Uh, we could have chosen Saul, which is more popular than Blair Witch, but we decided to to take Blair Witch uh, because the universe has many opportunities to build something new. That was the reason why we chose this project. End quote. Uh, Bobbiano says uh, being offered licenses like this wasn't a one-off, and that Bloober has received multiple offers to work on licensed horror games since 2019's Blair Witch, but has had to turn them down due to its other projects. Janet, last week on Twitter, 
uh, news about Silent Hill 2, you know, started mm-hmm. to, to, to make waves, right? And there was one tweet that I saw and love from one Imran the Doncon, where he says, I don't know how the studio keeps falling upwards <laughs> like, like this. And this isn't me... Uh, maybe this is me throwing a little bit of shade at Bloober Team. This isn't like offensive Bloober Team because I'm sure like Layers of Fear and Observer and all those games had an audience, right? I think the medium had an audience as well. But like, it seems like left and right, they're getting approached to work on these big licensed IPs and it blows my mind, Janet Garcia. Do you have the same reaction as I do or am I crazy? Um, a little bit. Um, I definitely don't hate Bloober as much as some people. Like, I... I remember like listening to some like a podcast um, and I don't want to mix up the names. So I won't like attribute it, uh, but talking about Bloober team and like how much they like really hated like the medium. This is like that person like analysis of it. And they were like this. They like literally were like this studio should not be allowed to make any more games. Just stop. And I'm like, damn, that's really intense. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, maybe I'm not as intense as, as I thought I was because that was a lot. Um, but the medium is a flawed game. It is very much like a, you know, a six, maybe a five if you want to be very harsh and a seven if you want to be a little generous. Like that is kind of where I land. I think the medium had a lot of potential and I did play through all of it. Um, and I don't hate it as much as like some people do. But yeah, it's not it's not a I, I don't think I would say it's a good game. I think it has some good ideas but I wouldn't really recommend it to people unless they, you know, I don't know. We're just so curious and they want to check it out. Like it's not a, it's not an awful time, but it's very, it's pretty flawed and, and weirdly like kind of maybe a little problematic in some parts with like some of its depictions of things. Like it, it, it goes places. Um, if you played the medium, you know, uh, I will say Blair Witch though. I was not into that project at all. I played like a couple of minutes of it. Actually, I don't even know how much I played of it. I saw Isaiah play some of it. Um, and I was like, this game is not good. And then we got a little further and I'm like, this game is not good. Um, so that being said, I do think they're kind of moving in a better, like if we're looking at Blair Witch in the medium, I think the medium is, is definitely better than Blair Witch. So, and I can't speak to their other projects. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know people, some people like what they're doing, I guess. And it's not it like, seems, it seems like the a lot games of are insanely, yeah. I mean, well, I guess the thing is like, they've made a niche for themselves and it's one that's like pretty narrow i mean there's not a lot of now i feel like saying this people are gonna like name a million studios that do like horror but um i don't know they they are definitely a popular studio that does horror you know what i mean like they are known for doing horror maybe they're not known for doing horror super well but like they do it um that's their thing so it doesn't and totally shock me and i feel like their numbers are probably decent i'm guessing if like studio of like licenses or like other people are approaching them to make games but yeah, I mean, I hope that they don't end up doing, um, I mean, it seems that they're going to end up doing, like, that Silent Hill thing. I don't think that's going to be a good thing for anybody involved, because I just feel like that's going to be, that's such a hard audience to please, and Bloober is not quite um, cranking out the bangers, in my opinion, right? Like, I think they have potential, but I don't think they've really, I don't think they've gotten there yet. Um, and it was funny, because I beat the medium, and, like, I, I beat it on stream, because, like, it, it became, like, a big thing in my community, too, because the medium is very, like, mid of a game so throughout the whole year like last year i think it was that the medium came out uh we would talk about like is this game better than the medium when i would play like a new game and i'm not gonna lie a lot some games were not better than the medium so again it's not like it's a horrible game or that it's like just trash or something it just wasn't Mm -hmm. quite good you know it's a good barometer um for like good or not so good 
And look, um, look, looking at Metacritic, right? Like yes. Blair Witch is on Metacritic at a 69. Uh, the yep. Medium is on Metacritic at a 75. And that's even better than what I thought, right? Because I knew, I think Greg Miller likes the Medium because at least he, he liked, liked it more than Resident Evil Well, here's Village. the thing. I feel like people misconstrue, like Greg's saying the Medium is better than Resident Evil Village. I think people make hear that and they're like, oh my God, Greg loves the Medium. I think he just really, really didn't like Resident Evil Village. I don't think it Which is, is a yeah. compliment to the Medium. I think it is an indictment on, on his feelings on Village. Which is wild to me, but I I digress, right? Like, you know, he's so wrong. But like, you know, that is I do want to clarify that. Like, I think it's just that he really hates Village. I don't think it's that he thinks the medium is like a nine or something. You know, and like these aren't bad Metacritics, right? Like six nine is a little bit lower, but let's. I think that's fine for a developer that's like a, a little bit smaller and a little bit like I feel like they're still on the come up a bit, right? Looking at the quote where he says, "Lionsgate came to us and says, guys, we love layers of fear." That sounds that sounds like a story that like a friend would have made up in like high school, being like, "Yo, man, my, my uncle Nintendo told me about this game that they're making, right? Like, it's called Star Fox uh, uh, Grand Prix or whatever, right? It's like you made that up, right? But like, they have the receipt. That's the thing is that is that when they say these things, it sounds made up, but it's like they have the receipts. They're working on fucking uh, um, uh, what you call it? Uh, uh, well, it seems like they're working on 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 Silent Hill. They worked on Blair Witch, right? Like. It seems like they could have worked on Saul. They claim to have other develop other um, uh, IP owners approach them to, make, to to work on their horror projects, and I'm like, damn, like what do you have on them? <laughs> like what evidence do you have on these different companies to where they know, are they just got like, throwing uh, these IPs at you? How are you approached for both Silent Hill and Blair Witch and Saul? I don't know. They got good. Connect, like relationships, good marketing. Like there's, there's something there. They're doing something. And you know, if anything, this is inspiring. Like you don't have to be like critically acclaimed to, to find <laughs> success, right? Like, you know, Hey, get, get your bag, Bloober team. Again, I, I'm, I think there's potential for the studio to make a good game. I just don't think I've, I, they just haven't done it yet. In my opinion. Again, I did not play all of their catalog. I can't comment on layers of fear or, or observer. Um, but the, like the last thing I want to mention is like, again, I streamed the medium. Um, and you know, we were all very invested, like me and my community and just like, fuck it. We're going to finish this thing. Like, I want to know where it go, you know, like whatever where this is my life now. Um, and I finally finished it and oh my God, oh, <laughs> it's not a good game. Like the ending, <laughs> like there's just a lot going on. And I got to the end and like, there was this really, um, I played it on Xbox. I don't know if this is on every platform, but they had like this really like heartfelt message from the team being like, we made this and like, blah, blah, blah. So like what gaming means to us. And like, thank you for playing our game. Like it would mean a lot if you like left us a review, you know? And I was like, man, that was really beautiful. But then I mean, because I'm a, I'm a fucking critic. So I was like, man, that was, that was really moving. It's like two out of five. And then I just like, it didn't submit it to the store. But yeah, I mean like, yeah, there's, there's passion there clearly, but does it make your games good? Um, we'll see what happens with this. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. One, one more. There's not right? as bad people say, but they're definitely not good. Yeah. And I sound, I sound like a bloober hater and maybe to some extent I am, but like, I, and this is me saying their games are bad or whatever. I, I'm just at a place where I'm like, I don't know if their games are as excellent for them to be a, uh, getting approached as much as they are. That said, if they made that Saw game instead of the Blair Witch game, I would have played the hell out of that Saw game. I think a Saw game sounds I think fantastic. Well, I feel like a Saw game that would be better suited for Supermassive, who I feel like also wouldn't do that well with it. Cause I, well, I they're have basically not... making a Saw game with the I next keep... dark pictures. Yeah. Yeah. I keep, I have, I have such a toxic relationship with Supermassive 
them. You know, y'all come at me for like, oh, Uncharted, like, or you actually, you come at me for Uncharted. It's like, oh, you shouldn't finish Uncharted 4. Why should I not finish Uncharted 4 when I'm out here freaking playing every Super Massive Project? None of those games have been like amazing. First They've of all, all I don't fine. think I've ever said you should have been finished Uncharted 4. I keep saying yeah, that you need out. to, you, no, you need to stop Bro. playing Uncharted 4 because you don't enjoy it. That's I keep the telling same you to drop off of Uncharted 4. And I like Uncharted 4 fine. I'm enjoying Uncharted 4. Who told you I wasn't enjoying Uncharted 4? You feel like you're, I'm not enjoying it enough. You're years of playing this game. Uh, no, I play. This, this is, I feel like we're getting into a post-show level of chaos and tearing each other That's apart. Fair. And we still have two stories to go. So the, the TLDR is like, Bloober's not exactly, you know, amazing. So I don't know how these projects are going to turn out. But clearly, people are taking notice of them in a big way. And hey, I don't know, make your art, like, Fuck it. It's not interrupting me in my life. Um, whatever. Go for it. Somebody should make a Saw game because I'd be down to play it. And also, that's the other thing. You mentioned Supermassive. Supermassive, I feel like, should be I getting I feel like even more. the Saw movie, like, this, like Saw was a vibe for, like, a time. But, like, I don't know. I feel like if you rewatch, I don't know. I don't know. Well, uh, listen, think, I'm not going to sit here fine. and tell you that those movies age well. I just you think the I mean? like, I think the premise would be a fun one to go But through. what would it even be? Like, it's just, like, kind of like a like walking like sim ass. It'd be like, um... You played at Resident Evil 7, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Resident Evil 7 had like a whole section that was basically Saw. And I feel like oh, you can make a point, whole game out of that. Kind of. I can't really remember all the details of like that, the, you know, the birthday, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like didn't that end with like, I mean, he like got out, right? Like I don't, maybe he was missing like a finger or something. I don't really remember. But Saw's more about like, which way do you want to impale yourself and or die? Like both of them kind of lead to you dying. So I don't know, but... I digress. Let's hop in to story number six. Uh, vampire survival game V Rising has become a surprise hit. This is a different Vampire Survival survival okay. game than Vampire Survivors, which I originally read. I was like, oh, shit. I didn't realize it was that successful. Maybe he does die. I don't remember. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, not that birthday scene turned out. I don't remember. In what? In Resident Evil or in Saul? In Resident Evil. I'll tell you later. It, okay. I'll tell you later. Like, I don't um, spoil it. Like, it, was, it was a great scene. Like, I played it. I just don't remember it. Anyway, go the vampire game. Uh, first of all have you heard of v rising no it's basically a, a breakout success game that i've been that I've, i guess we've all been hearing about for like the last week or so right it just came out in early access it is a it is a survival last survival game right like think valheim think think those types of games it is top down though and you are a vampire that's the whole thing um they, their twitter tweeted this out uh about 20 hours ago uh one million vampires have risen from their slumber thank you all for being part of this achievement um Kevin, I have a trailer if you want to pull it up. I don't, you don't have to play it with sound because I know we're having sound issues. Um, but you can show uh, Jada and the audience what it looks like. I'm going to open up the Steam page where I can read through the description of the game. Because the game actually sounds really fun. It's one that I might want to check out. Um, the, the, the Steam description reads like this. Awaken as a vampire. Hunt for blood in nearby settlements to regain your strength and evade the scorching sun to survive. Raise your castle and thrive in an ever-changing open world full of mystery. Gain allies online and conquer the land of the living. This is one that, again, I've been hearing about for the last week. This morning, once I saw this, this story, I decided to like check out some reviews because I wanted to learn more about it. And the game seems really fun. It seems like, for a survival game especially, it seems like it has really good combat. It seems like, you know, art-wise, it, it looks really cool. looks really good. Um, and, and from the reviews that I read, it seems like even as an early access game, it seems like it's very, very well far along. It seems like it's very well polished. Um, Janet, does this look like something that strikes any interest in you? Um, a little bit, just because I really try to check out pretty much everything that I can, unless it's like so outside my wheelhouse that I feel like it's almost 
like I would require so much research to even understand what I'm looking at that it ends up not being worth it. Um, now I'm thinking I might know this game because I feel like, but I think this might be the game where I heard of it, but the name like threw me through a loop on what kind of game it is. Like I feel like V Rising is not a very, like when I think of V Rising, I don't think of this kind of style of game, um, which kind of throws me through a little bit of a loop. But yeah, I mean, I, I did similarly, like you mentioned um, Valheim as a comparison point. Like I played a little bit of that. Uh, that's also not really my type of game and I didn't stick with it, but I think it's always worthwhile um, to check stuff out um, if you can, you know? So yeah, I mean, I, I would be down to try this at some point. It's also one that's been flying under my radar a little bit because there's been a lot, there's been a surprisingly amount, a surprising amount of vampire games coming out in the last month or so, right? Like, yeah. you've had Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt, you've had Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song, you've had vamp, um, Vampire Survivors, which came out months ago, but is one that I think is picking up popularity now, especially now that it's dropping on Game Pass. And then I think with that, I would see V Rising on Twitter and go, oh, that's probably just one of these other <laughs> vampire games that I've seen around. Oh, no, it's its own thing. Oh, oh shit. It looks vampire like it's getting very Popular. The new time loop. Every year oh, there's this a shift time loop? in gaming. Is it this? Are vampires this year's time loop? Oh my god! You can only imagine. I, I, I want like more of a, a triple big, A presence. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like you need a big a vampire thing. game to drop this fall. What if Force Spoken are vampires? You know, like secretly. I don't know. They're, they're working in. Janet, let's round out the report for story number seven. Uh, people are playing older games so far this year. This is Amelia Zollner from IGN. And this is more of like a like a numbers update for you. Uh, sure. The article reads like this. Despite a fulfilling start to the year for the games industry, none of the top games played during 2022's Q1 were released this year. Today, MPD's executive director and video game industry advisor, Matt Piscatella, shared stats from the MPD group's Player, player Pulse, uh, the list which chronicle, chronologically ranks the top 10 most played games during 2022's Q1. Uh, it sees games as old as 2009's Minecraft and 2013's Grand Theft Auto V still standing as, players, as player favorites. Piscatella pointed out that half of the games that made the list were launched before the 2020s. Most notably, Elden Ring, which IGN gave a 10 and quickly became the best-selling game of the year, ranked 20th and fell short to older games like Rocket League and World of Warcraft. Piscatella accredited the game's surprisingly low placement to the success of Evergreen and live service games, calling them, quote, gravity wells for player attention, time, and spending, end quote. Q1 is typically de defined as the period from January to the end of March, so Elden Ring would have also had only uh, been released for one month. P Piscatella expanded on this thread by stating that more AAA games should seek the help of services like Game Pass and the new PlayStation Plus, uh, saying he believes these plans can help, quote, get games funded, released, and, to, hel and uh, to help them break through the barriers of the big evergreen titles, end quote. The top 10 uh, games in terms of uh, most played games uh, for the first quarter of 2022 uh, go like this. And this is organized by release year, not by uh, ranking. Uh, you got Minecraft from 2009, uh, Grand Theft Auto V, The Sims 4, Fortnite, Among Us, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Call of Duty Warzone, Madden NFL 22, Call of Duty Vanguard, and then NBA 2K22. Those are the top 10 most played games in the Q1 of 2022. Janet, do, they, do any of these surprise you? Um, not really. I mean, I do think that there's been... Quarter 1 was weird because it was like such a rush, and then it was just like not really a lot after that. Like, all the games came out at one time, 
and either played all of them or none of them or some of, some of them. And then you kind of just, everyone went and did their own thing, right? Uh, the backlog season, as you call it. And not going to lie, a lot of these I have hit up. Um, like Minecraft I actually did have um, my first, I don't know if I was on vacation. I think I must have been, but I feel like I spent some of that time like away um, when I took like my break for my marathon stuff. One thing I did is I went into um, my, uh, you know, a fellow streamer, play Jason has a, a discord and a Minecraft server. And I was like, oh, I like play Jason streams. I'm going to join this Minecraft community. Like I never really played Minecraft much before, only like a few hours here and there. And I'm like, I'm going to make my, my house on this like server you made and i like downloaded on my pc and i like did the whole nine um and that was a fun couple days where like you know isaiah would be going to work and i'm like i'm gonna go work on our minecraft home you know and build us a place to live um but yeah that was fun and then i uh i just actually messaged you the other day about fortnite um i booted up fortnite because my uh boyfriend and his friends were interested in playing and i'm like yeah sure i have it downloaded i'll play it like why not there's no build mode now which is great because i can't build um but yeah, and now I'm like, I feel like I'm ready to like have enter my Fortnite era, which I feel like it's not going to go oh, very shit. well because I can't right. like shoot. That's what I'm but talking like, about. Yeah, like I like hit a blast and I was like, okay, what do I do? Here? Like, again, I'm like a million years old in this conversation, but I'm like, what do I do here? Do I get like the Fortnite crew thing? Do I just get the battle pass? Like, what should I, you know, all, I'm like, how do like, I boot up the game and I, um, semi like jokingly but i like um yeah needs in the chat like i'm gonna hit y'all up in discord to play as well i've played my discord a couple times um but i was like i booted up the game and i'm like all right isaiah how do i become ariana grande like that's all i you know it's all just a blur of ip to me but um i played on switch for a second and then i was like i saw isaiah playing on ps5 and i was like holy shit my version looks fucking horrible um so i'm like okay let me download the ps5 version that blessing was like raving about and i'm like oh shit the textures are loaded i'm about to like be in my back here I can so see people from long distance yeah like no seriously like the switch version oh man that thing was the switch rough. version was like the gateway gate, gateway drug for me because 100%. that came out in like what i mean it is, that's where i had like downloaded that. right like it's where i yeah. played most of our and once it came out i was like all right let me try fortnite and i got really hooked on fortnite on the switch and then and inevitably like the ps5 came out and like i started playing on my ps5 and i was like oh, okay I can, I can never go back to switch because the ps5 version of yeah. fortnite just looks but so then good. like and i again i sound like so like old but it's because i don't do a lot of online gaming either like in the more traditional sense right like i only kind of like I'm, I'm online but i'm not like gaming online so like booting it up and i guess i must have downloaded it before or something because like as soon as i like or maybe i linked some account but like i, I downloaded it it took a while to download and i booted it up and i'm like oh shit like it's crazy all my stuff's here like i think what they've done with like crossplay and everything was really cool yes i did get the you know um oh, oh, jesus in the chat uh we did get the victory royale i was very excited because i was actually involved because I, I you know i do a lot of um standing back by the time i like line up my sights everyone's dead because my friends killed everybody and i'm like you know i'm very much um i'm a personality hire but on, on the fortnite crew like i'm there to hang but i'm not really i can't really hang right <laughs> um, but i ran over some people um and i was very oh, yeah. proud of that i feel like the, the trucks and the cars and the tanks are very op so i'm like i'm just gonna run over people i found a fucking fishing rod i was fishing in the lake i got a gun out of the fucking pond and shit um you know there's like fish and and fucking plants made out of slurp juice and like i don't know i'm i'm having i actually set a house on fire i'm having the time of my life it's what good. you gotta do is you gotta hit up the kind of funny crew because like we stream fortnite here all the time and i'm sure that like the, i'm sure mike kevin and the crew will welcome you with open arms if you ever want sure. to absolutely yeah want to come hang out We're again down. i don't i don't have a lot of of skills set up but i'm i'm there oh yeah no no, no. Neither, do that. Ne neither do i i i'm there for just have a fun time and hang out with friends you know mm-hmm 
And like Joey's gonna come come and clean house like that. Oof, she's gonna I kill him. Because like as you mentioned, right? Like right now it is you know backlog season as I've been calling it. And like I don't I I, I feel like this list uh, this top ten uh, games played right. Even though none of these games are twenty twenty two games and like Elden Ring surprisingly all the way down to number twenty. I don't think that that is a testament to this year being slow or anything like that. I think it's more of a testament to how the strength of ongoing games and the the strength of these platforms and then like why you see more publishers lean into making games that are going to live for decades and beyond because like look how much money Minecraft makes, right? Look how much money GTA 5 makes. Look how, look how, look how many people are still playing Among Us and Animal Crossing. These games that came out <clears throat> years ago and still have people talking about them even though, or still have people playing them even though you don't have, he, hear as many people talk about them as actively, right? Like, these games, there is so much strength in these games and the numbers that these that these games put up. Um, and yeah, like I saw some, I even saw so many chats say that like, yeah, yeah, man, this year was like a drought, and then like it was really active, and then there was a drought again. But even like January was popping, right? Like January had Rainbow Six Extraction. January had Pokemon Legends Arceus. It had Nobody Saves the World. And like I know some, for some folks, they're gonna be like. I mean, but like, are those games really hot? It's, but but like, think about January's past. January usually isn't that crazy for games and you got a rainbow six you got those games let alone february which was unnaturally like crazy in terms of video games one of the best months of video games i think we've seen maybe ever right and then you got you got you got an active march too for me it's really been April, it was the May. november of february's 100 yeah it was the november, it was the november <laughs> of and april may has been the i think the calm um and the rest of the year i think is a question mark and i think we'll see a lot of that fill up uh during this non-e3 season during the summer games fest season um and that'll really be the indicator of all right is the rest of 2022 a bust or are we going to see games actually come through and be hits right but even regardless you're still getting saints Row, you're still getting gotham knights uh you're still getting first spoken and you might get some surprises here and there as well um but yeah like ongoing games are a thing right and they're always and they're gonna continue to pretty much always be a thing it seems like um and so yeah like to matt piscatella's point right i wonder what the strategy is going to be going forward in terms of publishers partnering with xbox game pass and the new ps plus to get their games in more hands right we've been, we've been seeing that happen more and more and that's the thing that i meant to bring up but i forgot to bring up during the last news story about or the two stories ago about mm -hmm. um uh bloober team right both blair witch came out on xbox game pass and then also um the medium came out on xbox game pass i think correct me if i'm wrong kind of funny the medium definitely wrong. was game pass yeah and like i'm sure that does a lot for the numbers and then being able to go to different people and go hey this many people played the medium on xbox game pass but don't worry also, about that part this many people played this game the the very last thing on the medium and game pass because i just you just unlocked the memory for me i was like near the end of the game and like i've been very transparent on here of like i don't always have game pass because if i don't have time to play it and i'm on it like a more month to month or something i'm like i'm just not going to renew until i feel like i have something to do at four but isaiah usually has game pass so like at the time that i was playing the medium he had game pass and so i just did the whole like you can log in and like account kind of share the game pass or whatever but what i kind of forgot about is that like only one person can be using it at a time if you do it that way so i was playing the medium and then i guess like he didn't think about it and like he logged in the game pass and like i was like at the end of the game and then it was like or like at the credits and then it was like jordan kid has switched over and i was like i felt like such a broke little kid i was like hey ma turn get off the game pass i'm streaming you know like um but yeah i was like now everyone on this stream knows i'm broke like damn um anyway but I was like, Isaiah, get the, get the fuck off this game so I can finish this game. Um, anyway, but that's my little Game Pass story. So just PSA, watch out if you're streaming. Everyone will know that you're cheap. 
Um, Janet, yeah. I, I can't wait to see the next time you get kicked off the game console mm-hmm. next time you're streaming. But hopefully, that's just so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Bomb Drop Shops today, where do I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah! Out today, we got Nino Kuni Cross Worlds for PC, iOS, and Android. Roller Champions for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. I was surprised to see that that wasn't a like PS5 release. Uh, turns out you're playing that one through backwards compatibility, uh, but. That game seems pretty cool. Um, we got Catalyst. In fact, no, I can talk about it because I, I had to do like the mental gymnastics of like, is the embargo up? The game's out, so yeah. I can talk about it. I've been playing a little bit of Roller Champions on PC. Uh, that game's pretty fun. I plan to talk about it more on PS Love You uh, this week, and so look out for that. Is it the next Knockout City? <sighs> That's a loaded yes question. Yes or no? It. I'll answer that and question then... on PS Love You XO. <sighs> you fucking suck. <laughs> anyway, yeah. all right. Uh, you got Catalyst Black. That's out for mobile and then no man's sky uh sky's leviathan update is out today and that features space whales so go jump on that uh new days for you replaced has been delayed to 2023 due to the studio being affected by the ongoing war in ukraine uh i chronicle 100 heroes is now coming to nintendo switch as announced on their kickstarter uh mothman 1966 is coming to ps4 xbox series x xbox one switch and pc on july 14th 2022 and then this labor day weekend read pop and penny arcade welcome to the gaming community or sorry welcome the gaming community back to pax west the most attended gaming convention on the west coast pax unplugged the premier uh, tabletop gaming convention in the eastern u.s follows the lead by returning to philadelphia in early december uh, pax west 2022 happens friday S- september 2nd through monday september 5th 2022 in seattle washington at the seattle convention center uh, and that's followed by pax unplugged at philadelphia's pennsylvania convention center from friday december 2nd through sunday december 4th 2022 now it's time to squad up of course you're granted to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free get in your questions and then squad up just like frank furter did frank furter writes in and says what's good everyone today is everyone's second favorite mod's birthday i'm talking about the one and only nanobiologist aka nanosecond gaming aka mick aka that nerd who corrects everyone i wanted to take a moment to say happy birthday to my good buddy mick and have you all spread the love on the anniversary of his birth i hope you all have a great day and can't wait to see you in a couple months uh happy birthday frankfurter uh big happy birthday to nanobiologist congratulations on another year on this earth and uh at least you're not kebabs is what i'll say Jesus. there you go happy birthday <laughs> happy birthday now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong rewrite and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash games and on podcast services around the globe nanobiologist writes in and says uh blur made the trailer for dc universe online i appreciate that i almost said i was we were talking about it during the the um ad break that i almost said blur but when i thought blur the racing game came to mind <laughs> and i was like oh man hopefully i'm not mixing that up with the racing game i'll just not say it but yeah blur made that we we're also talking about how blur made the trailer for star wars uh old the old republic and i think yeah. gears of war um they made a bunch of dope ass trailers um deadpool. and you yeah kevin was saying that they did the the deadpool uh so concept cool. which is dope as hell let's see here that's none of you wrong. This is a fun fact. This is actually a reprint too of the cover. That's why it's so like blurry, no pun intended. But this is definitely something that someone printed at the GameStop and then slid into the case. Oh, I love when that happens. 
That's some passion right there. Also, Blur yeah. is really good. That's like a, like a, I mean, I want to call it a hidden gem because I feel like people do know about it, but it is a really fun racing game. It came out during an era where I feel like a lot of racing games are come out and like, I like mashed them all together because what it was Blur, Split Second. I think Blur there was, was like, like a lot of the, Motorstorm during It was that like era. a realist, arcadey, realistic, like Mario Kartification of like you have actual cars, but like crazy weapons and shit it was like i bought this game specifically because i was looking for something to play in my dorm and we were thinking wait when did you go to college you were playing a ps3 i was just broken i had the ps3 still i it was like the modern era oh, yeah, the PS4 I, was playing, I was playing ps2 to like 2010 I, I was hitting up that ps3 still so yeah i was like this is a dvd player it's a fun time it's everything i was like i want like a not bad but not necessarily that great racing game to play oh, with yeah. my friends in my dorm and that was blur and it fucking delivered on that there's also that, that era where like there were just a lot of racing games that had four letter titles because it was blur it was grid dirt it was dirt and it's like how am i not supposed to get these games confused guys like they're all next to each other on the ps3 shelves at gamestop too it's like come on guys we can do better let's do let's name our let's give our games a little bit more interesting ga- names shout out to split second uh let's see uh, mr hawks here says uh writes in and says bless said that there should be a saw game and and then says that there there were saw games i know there were saw games i'm saying that like i would have played the i would have played the bloober team saw game is what i'm saying but yeah, I'm, I'm very aware of the old Saw games. I did not play those those games because they very much looked like they were not good games. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> I would see them on the GameStop shelves, but like these games are these games look terrible, absolutely terrible. Uh, and then and then Sisa writes in and says the same thing. Uh, that is it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tomorrow's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily are Greg and Tim. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now, after this is Mike, Nick, and Andy playing. Some of that roller champions. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays. Remember, this has been kind of funny games daily. Each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the sober level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily. <laughs>